0: Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change. But your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation, and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the Green Room. Acting Titans Al Pacino and Robert De Niro finally face off in 1995's Heat. Is this the pairing that it's all cracked up to be? Stay with us to find out. Get ready for the 3324 podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper share their love of
1: all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff.
2: And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums,
0: films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to the 3324 podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, we start off humbly thanking you for listening. Because otherwise, it would just be the five of us that listen to this episode. So we, we thank <laughs> we thank listeners six and above for your for your participation. It always means a lot. We don't know what number you are, but uh, we thank anybody above listener number six. We shall appreciate we, this show. This shows numbers? for you.
2: Should we spread them out, or what? Can we give the numbers, like a
0: marathon or something, or what? Yeah, what well, do we don't know. I, I, You know what? We'd have to have people go online and say, hey, I listened, and then we can assign a number. And <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, it would be too much. So we're just going to thank everybody. No matter what number you are, your number yeah. is important. As always. as always, Eric is Eric is here as well. How are you doing? I'm good. Goodie. Yeah, I'm very good. Yourself, well? sir? I'm doing all right. All uh, all extremities are attached. <laughs> heart is beating, so, you know. Can't ask for much more than that at this point. So uh, we've got some guests here. This is, uh, again, the, the, the trio. The usual
2: suspects. Yeah. yeah that's the perfect name. For the,
0: ha- the hat trick yep. of, like of guests that we have here. Yeah. Uh, let's start off with uh, the best dressed one, Sean Grady. How are you, Sean? <laughs>
3: I don't know about that. I'm doing well.
0: <laughs> Happy to be here as always. Thank you very much, Sean. You you can follow him on historical drama on Facebook know. and Instagram. Uh, great stuff that he does there if you're into local history especially in the New York uh, Westchester Downstate area. Check him out. A lot of fun. Thank you. Uh next up on the Acting Palette. Second best dressed, Nick Leshi. Thank you. How are you
4: Nick? Doing great. wore my best jacket today cuz I know I'm this is going to be a big debate. So he's he's dre- <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, dre-
0: he's dressed for a debate club or he's dressed as as Neil Macaulay. Uh, Nick, you also have a show that you're just uh, in the middle of uh, right now as, as well,
4: right? Yeah, it's at the Bartopel Mansion and Museum. Um, it's actually called Monster. It's the making of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So it's a really great show. Immersive theater. We take the audience from room to room. Um, it's been really fun. This is our final weekend, but uh, you know, check it out when you go to the cool. website because they have other performances coming what's, up for What's the, the website? Uh I will email that to you because I don't have it off the <laughs> top of my head. But if you just look up okay. Pell mansion in the Bronx, you'll you'll find it.
0: Got it. You know what we'll do is we'll put we'll put links in the show notes to historical drama on Facebook and also to the Pell Mansion as well. So you can find out some great, fantastic local artistry uh, and entertainment. And and you know, fall is upon us, and that's a really a great time to enjoy this kind of stuff as well. There's there's nothing like autumn uh, in the northeast. Is that a fair assessment, Christy Cuomo? Our third, our third guest. Is that fair? Fall in in, in the Northeast. Nothing like it.
1: Nothing like it.
0: Cool. <laughs> that was not so big, convincing. I'm, I'm
1: not a big pumpkin spice person, so I'm not going to jump on that. It's Just all right. Give be done. With we, were gonna do, we were going to do
0: we were going to do, we do a top five pumpkin spice <laughs> types of foods, but I guess you're not going to be involved in that one.
2: No, there. I don't think there's anything any anywhere more beautiful than yes.
0: fall in New York state
2: yes. hands down
4: maybe Apple maine Pickering. i don't
2: know i've never been to maine so i don't know the
1: further north you drive, tra- like connecticut is very pretty this uh, yeah. this time of year the the foliage and, uh, mm-hmm. and the northeast just in general
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful it's, it's a beautiful pretty, place to cool. be we got three we've got we got three beautiful people and two kind of kind of sketchy people as well here Are oh you? i'm you, speaking you, for oh.
1: You didn't. You didn't actually introduce. Okay. You didn't actually introduce me, though.
0: I did. I said, "Christy Cuomo, how are you?" And he... I asked about fall. Welcome, yeah. Christy. Welcome. Did he introduce me? Yes. Welcome. He did. He did. Yes. He mentioned you.
1: He mentioned me. All right. All right. Yes. Yes. There was there
0: was about three there was about three feet of red well, carpet he asked left you to roll question. out for you, and we rolled it out. He asked you if
2: yeah. the Northeast is the most beautiful. Yeah, and okay. that's how you started and then you, started, me and then you
0: responded. So that, that infers that you acknowledge <laughs> that you were introduced. So that's how it works on podcasts. I introduce people. They say something, witty banter. We toss it back and forth and uh, we move on. And we mm-hmm. are moving on with this. Uh, let's see. We, we have to lay a little thing out here. We've been trying to get this episode done for a while. We've been yeah. wanting to do heat, kind of putting it out there. And, and I don't know if I... I don't know if I forgot about what responses I got. And then I, I kind of asked again and kind of, you know, kind of put it out there. I know I put it out there multiple times. And it was just one that we've been wanting to get to. Um, and there's like a list of people, you know, kind of send it out and people respond. And and Nick was kind of like, yeah, you know, if I'll do, you know, I'll be on the, I'll, I'll be on the episode if you want me to, um, <laughs> because I'm not really a big fan of it. And I was like, absolutely. Like what, like, why not, you know? Um we all, there's always a sacrificial lamb that we need every so often to offer up to the podcast <laughs> gods. Okay. <that> we can <laughs> no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> no, so so Nick a is going to sport. the Nick washer. Nick, Nick <laughs> is if we want to if you want to put it in, in in this this perspective, Nick is like Henry Fonda in 12 Angry Men and I'm like Lee J Cobb in 12 Angry Men. Nick, Nick is going to try and sway That's the jury, and get back. each one over to yeah. him. See, and my, I already
4: have I already have the jury. <laughs> my goal <laughs> is not to sway. My goal is just to share the truth. And you all <laughs> <always accept. laughs> whether Ooh. you accept the truth or not. I don't know. No, but well, I know but- I'm a, I'm in a minority for sure because like I would say like ninety-five percent of the people I know or that I bumped into and definitely all over the web, they think this movie's a classic. This is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I just think it's overrated. I wouldn't call it a bad movie for sure, but mm-hmm. um, that's just my opinion. Okay, thanks, Nick. Thanks for being thanks. on. Uh, we appreciate it. Hi, you said everything Hi, you need. You said everything you needed Goodbye. to say. I
0: think you. I think you were quite succinct. So thanks a lot for stopping in. <laughs> and we're going to continue with the rest of the episode. <laughs> All right, let's let's oh, get cracking wow. on this. Let's let's open it up a little bit more. Uh, but that's that. You know what? I, and we appreciate that though. Not every. Not everybody likes everything, or feels the same way about stuff, and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't still celebrate and have a, a a great discussion, which I'm looking forward to as well. That's what movies are uh, all you know, about, no, yeah. You know, and and that's the beauty. So let's let's get cracking on this. Why, why don't we say that? Uh, this was released in December of 1995, written and directed by Michael Mann. A 60 million dollar budget, nice. You yeah. know, big, big chunk of change. You know, because you got some. High, we'll go into the cast, but geez. million box office. So that's a really nice return on that. That's kind of, you know, good, bad or indifferent. The film, it made money. People definitely went out uh, to see this film as on an epic, on an epic scale. Let's get into the cast a little bit and everybody can kind of throw in, uh, you know, some moans and groans or hurrahs. (laughs) Uh, Of course you got Al Pacino as Vincent Hanna Robert De Niro as Neil McCauley. Now this is the pairing that everybody's been waiting for their whole lives. Yes, caveat. They were they did they were in the same film in Godfather 2, but they never shared any scenes because of time shifting and, and all that. Dean, how so, did yes, you know that? Been, what's that? How do you how do you know that? Because I read it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can't say I saw it, but I read it. That's um, right. You didn't see Godfather or Godfather 2, did no, you? No, no, he didn't. Wow. wow. He,
2: he's outed. No.
0: He's wow. <laughs> thank you, thank you Dean. At, we, we, thank you, Dean. Oh, We're gonna, but, man. Oh, no. We're going to watch it. Look at, look at the look of disgust <laughs> on Sean's face. Is that face. true? Is it, that for
2: real?
4: No, that's a fact. Look of, the look it's of fact.
2: disgust yeah. oh, on Sean's man. face was palpable. Sean's going to leave now. me as much a few months ago. De- uh, Dean's going to be the only one like left wow. on the
1: podcast after this one.
2: Oof. You're going to lose your their card. I just actually watched
1: all three because after I watched The Offer, I had to to rewatch everything. I saw Godfather Four. Four is that the Some one Godfather
4: where the Godfather Four? Godfather no, four. Yeah, doesn't he <laughs> fight in
0: space? Doesn't he fight like, like Jason in space or something? Godfather. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no? You're you're insulting. You're insulting. No, I think that
2: was called the Freshman, right? Wasn't that called the Freshman? Yes. Yes. I saw the Freshman, yeah, I see the Freshman which is a great film. That could have been Godfather
3: <laughs> Four, sure. spiritual yeah. sequel.
1: Yeah, to that. Yeah, he saw the Freshman, um,
0: but not the Godfather. Not the Godfather. Uh, you got Val Kilmer as Christian Hurlis. We're not going to go through each character name. Uh, you got John Voight. Yeah. Uh, Tom Sizemore, Diane Venora, uh, the first of the leading ladies in this film. Amy Brenneman. Uh, you got Ashley Judd as well. Uh, Michael T. Williamson, a uh, great character actor. Wes Studi, who had just made an appearance in The Last of the Mohicans, which was mm. Michael Mann's previous. Oh, great film. Uh, Ted Levine. You'll recognize him. Uh, Dennis <laughs> Haysbert. William Fichtner, one of our favorite character actors as well. Natalie Portman in a, a younger uh, role. Before she would be Padme Amidala. Uh the great Tom Noonan, who was also in uh Manhunter, um, which was another Michael Mann film. Kevin Gage as Wangro. Hank Azaria, Danny Trejo, Henry Rollins, Tone Loke. Yeah. Jeremy list Piven goes on. before he went to uh <laughs> before he went to Entourage and got his hair done. And uh, Xander Berkeley. Now you know where route. the budget went. <laughs> where, where yeah. went to That's pay pretty people. much where the money went. Um, and <laughs> where it cast. went to also is location shooting because there was no sound stages used in the filming of this movie. Hmm. Everything was filmed somewhere, which is really kind of – I think that's what gives the, the film its identity, honestly, is, mm-hmm. is that it's – you feel L.A. You know, in, in Neil Macaulay's apartment overlooking L.A. and those night scenes and just – the hustle and bustle of things, you, you know, LA is as much a character in this film. I think Sean, what do you, what do sure. you think? You just watched this? Now you hadn't seen this that much, right? You said you had seen it maybe once or twice early on and then caught it again. No,
3: I no. saw it once. Uh, I guess when it came out, I remember seeing it in the theater mm-hmm. and I will say this, I, I probably felt like there was a lot of hype. And when I revisited it, which was the first time the other night, I didn't remember a thing. Really? Nothing. Mm, I didn't. But I was engaged. I started this movie at midnight. Okay. (laughs) At midnight. (laughs) Wow, man. I feel insane. (laughs) <laughs> I said I'll watch half of it, and I'll watch the next half next morning. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. So, yeah, it was hours and
1: 2015, right? Something like that. Oh, no, it's three hours. It's like 50. three hours. 50. Yeah, it's, it's not two fifty.
4: Long. that. It is super no. long. Well, that's two quick. hours fifty minutes. It goes yeah. quick. One hundred. One hundred and seven.
0: One hundred and seventy minutes. Nick. Mm-hmm. Nick. No talking. Shawn's talking.
4: <laughs> it's a three-hour movie that feels like it's five hours long, dude. It, you know it was i'm not saying it's not long it was long um but
3: you know i have to say i it kept my interest and plus i'm i'm i'm, I'm watching for the purposes of this of the show yeah so it, i mean I'm, I'm i'm like i'm staying with this but uh you know it wasn't it wasn't a labor i enjoyed it mm-hmm. and i and i think the after i i watched it and i reflected on the next day i had a more of an appreciation for the film mm-hmm. um i i I, I definitely. Th- it's amazing when I saw no sound stage and the, what they were able to accomplish, and just the gunplay um, mm-hmm. was. You know, I thought that Val Kilmer with the weapon, like he looked like he was born to to fire that weapon. I read yeah. a lot about his training, um, so I, I I I do have an appreciation for it. It's like it's a tough, like a three hour movie for me is a tough revisit mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, but I would. I have to say, I probably you know again after our discussion, I'll probably I'll probably revisit. Um, cool, I, I think I have a, more of an appreciation than I did when I saw it the first time.
0: So, so Nick, let me bounce it over to you. Do you think that it would be more impactful to you if it was a shorter film? Because it seems like the length for you also seems to no, be a, a, I mean, a, a bugaboo.
4: No, if, I mean, I've seen long movies where I'm like, I could have been cut a half hour here or there, like Dark Knight, you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. um, still a great movie, you know. But for this, the length was just part of it um as i was rewatching it now cuz the last time i saw it was in the movie theaters when it first came out and mm-hmm. i walked out of it thinking okay it's just another movie i mean there were moments i enjoyed of it but there were i could see the plot holes that i didn't like and i uh, al pacino's overacting i'm sorry i mean this is like <laughs> that that's like i love al pacino <laughs> he's one of my favorite favorite actors of all time Oh, the he disdain was, on his face! Right he now, he <laughs> was doing a totally different movie than every other character in the film. There's a he reason,
1: a reason what? for it. So, oh, because you believe, you, hold
4: on, hold on. Yeah, you yeah believe I believe him. him. I believe Al
1: Pacino. Okay, he said. He said. Yeah, said, yeah. yeah he I know what, what he say. said. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang
4: on. When he when he finally saw the movie at the screening, probably with everybody else, he's like, "Holy crap! I was doing a totally different movie than everybody else." So he starts walking around saying, "Yeah, I played it like he was on cocaine throughout the whole movie." <laughs> Dude, he was just – every cliche that people have come to know about Al Pacino is mm. in that performance. Well, he's I'm, a you great know, actor. I love him. It's a no, great no, no, role. No. But I, he I, is wrong. I don't think I've he's got, doing a parody of himself in that. that. He totally is. Almost every scene, he has it, to do it, a yell. He has to do a scream. It could It could be. out of the movie. It could be.
0: It, it could be. I've, I've got an observation that I picked up today watching that because that's – a lot of people make – right? It's very easy to – if you want to do some Al Pacino impressions – You can watch this this and you watch scent of a woman and you've got Mm -hmm. like enough material there. Um, But what I did notice to to, to Nick's point about the overacting and the yelling, it's actually, there's actually a little bit finer detail in there because what I did notice is that when he did the overacting kind of the, the big performances, it was always with criminals. Mm -hmm. It was always with people when he went to the club that's when he fair. talked to the to the to the confidential informants, when he when he would talk to people that he didn't have respect for, he was almost a different character. But when you mm-hmm. see he's at the crime scene, uh, dealing with the dead bodies and stuff, he is he is sedate when he's when he's talking about the robbery. They used a shape charge. They did this. I think it's it's almost like the, he's he's a separate person or he's a different character when he's dealing with like you know, the criminal element, he's got to be bigger and broader because when he's and, and like, he was never like that with De Niro. Cause he's got respect for him. He's never like that with his, with his team. Cause he's got respect for his team. That's you a know? good, I good really, point. Yeah. I really did. And I didn't, I didn't really pick up on it until today when I was watching, I'm like, cause I was watching that. I'm like, cause I, we all love those scenes. Like, give me all you got, you know, and he's got a great ass, you know, but there are always scenes when he is trying to intimidate, Someone with a criminal element to them, but when he's with his team, he's not really like that as much. You know, Dean, I-, De- I might De- have to, to re.
1: To your point, Dean, he says that he, he's, got, he's got to be on the edge. He's got to be he's got to be what he's chasing. So when he's yeah, doing he explains that, it. he's sure. he's yeah. over- so there, there's one one scene in particular when he comes home and and um his wife's like, where were you? Where were you and and he's like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm sorry if the if the goddamn chicken got. I and he pre- and he pauses, and it's 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 not overly dramatic. He's like uh, uh, overcooked, <laughs> and he's just exhausted, and it's he's That's, so underacting, I, and and, and I so I agree
2: with you. About dead bodies on the street, Nadine. Yeah, I'm sorry,
0: Christine. The goddamn chicken. <laughs> it, was, it almost seems like he forgot his <laughs> line. No, but, yeah, and no, and but he's so but he's so stressed. Yeah. He's
1: so stressed. So, Dean, I think you yeah. nailed it. Is when he's with the criminals is when he's, he's being boisterous and he's being loud. And, and so Nick, he's you're gotta wrong. He's got to be intimidated.
4: One <laughs> for Listen, us. He's, he's, not not wrong. he's not
2: wrong. I'm I'll wrong.
4: give you, I'll give you a point. These are his opinions. Is, They're not that wrong. A, that is They're a great wrong. point because, you know, Christy. to your point, that scene that you mentioned just now, that does stick out in my head because I was like, I love his performance with that one because it was underplayed. And I was like, wow, that's a moment where he could have been over the top the way it was written. Yeah. And he really underplayed it's it, and it worked he, so well. Yes, even yeah, with Natalie
1: Portman. He doesn't overplay the scene when he finds her in the bathtub. He could have went up, up, right. above and uh, been like very dramatic yeah, yeah. with that, and he's well, not. But, but if people, it's people, res- if if people saying,
4: that he doesn't
0: have respect for, because because you saw when 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 he finds Justine and Ralph, he yells right. at Ralph
4: that way too, like sit down, right. like when he's going to get up, but and it's it's, it's, it's for people that he doesn't have respect, though. For, you you know? know, and it's like you know, if if he is doing it intentionally, then it's like. Is he doing it to intimidate the criminals and the bad element, or I think is so. he making them laugh at him? Because I'm like, if anybody says that to me, I'd laugh in their face. It was I like think so they to, to the make them think that concluded. he's crazy, that he's a little crazy. Like we can't, we okay. don't know what this guy's. He starts hey, singing, he starts doing whatever. I'm you know? gonna, I'm I gonna mean, watch it again and just
0: okay. okay. Keep Sean, <laughs> I mean Sean, does, Sean, what did you think? Does that make sense? Because because Pacino is, he was coming off of scent of a woman, and he was mm-hmm. coming off being the guy that you do the impression of like that. You know, I'm gonna to take a flame to this place. And then he he comes out with this film that kind of has those underpinnings to it, but but there was this whole other, like I said, there was this whole other aspect to it of of as 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 like as far sw- swinging the pendulum one way, it swings the other way to mm-hmm. him
3: being very docile as well. I think I think you made a, an excellent point because you know having just seen it and you know it's fresh in my mind. You're right. The the uh, over the top Al Pacino is. You know, select their selective moments, but because there are many, you know, it. You think it that's seems yeah, you, that kind of resonates. But like Christy, you were saying you were watching The Offer, and the guy who plays Pacino in The Offer, the young Pacino, Great. is amazing. Amazing, but that Pacino doesn't exist anymore. I know yeah. he was no. younger, but oh no, but he, that like so, you know the, the, those early Pacino days, like he was a different, a totally different actor. Yeah. So oh, it's,
1: yeah, he, but he that that Pacino disappeared in. in he probably I, I mean, I guess uh, author I, I, author. Sense of, I, I, I yeah, think I think kind of pinpoint sense of a woman when he started to become Maybe a character. Scarface, of, uh, yeah. yeah, Scarface when he started to become a character. Sure. Sure, character I think is also sense.
3: overrated. There we go. Uh uh-huh. oh,
2: that is that takes the top for me. Re- revelations of a woman. are I mean, revelations. I mean, uh, not sending one, but Scarface. I can't yeah. stand that. Film.
3: Yeah, I'm not a yeah. huge
2: Scarface no. fan,
0: but I it's bet Nick is. No, so... but no, I, but I do like Scarface. Yeah.
4: No, but you make a really good point because I don't, that,
2: I, that. See that, that I don't get, Nick. I Nick. really don't get that.
4: <laughs> because wow. it, listen, no, because when people look at Starface, that's like meant to be over the top and campy and yeah. like this gangster. Oh, over then the top. it's okay. This, everybody's no, because no. everybody calls Heat a masterpiece and like this amazing. And I just think it's, it's overrated. It's a masterpiece. I think it's not a masterpiece. It's, amaz- it's amazing. Well, I think.
0: It's just <laughs> so, I mean let's you know let, let let's kind of circle let's let's kind of hit it from here then. Let's look at some of the films that came out in nineteen ninety-five, just real okay. quick.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you'll see if it's a masterpiece or not. Uh Heat versus Showgirls. Heat, heat, of course, yeah. Okay. Heat versus Batman Forever, two Kilmer films. Heat. All right. Heat versus Casino. Uh, well I, I
4: hate I hate I hate, <laughs> I hate casino, but I would oh, pick Jesus Casino
3: <laughs> I would probably pick Casino. And I'm not a big Casino guy, but I've seen that more. And that is long. That's long, too. Yeah, that's long, too. Yeah, that's long too. I actually I'm think not- I
1: like Heat over Casino. Okay. I, like- I don't like heat-
3: Casino. How about Heat versus Seven? That came
0: out in
4: 1995. Seven, well, now- seven oh. by a mile. Seven is a great I have movie. To, uh- I, would, I, would call, I would call Seven um, David Finch's masterpiece. But but Sean, Sean why do I have to pick two. Seven? Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> What about Heat versus Twelve Monkeys? Twelve Monkeys, now, for sure. I don't remember. Monkeys. Uh, what about
1: Braveheart?
0: About one more, Brave one more from '95, and then we'll stop. Heat versus Usual Suspects. Um, Usual I, Suspects, I went, uh, all
4: the way, okay. okay. all the way. What
0: about Braveheart? Braveheart?
4: Braveheart, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of great films. Those, you but, know,
0: those, uh, that was the era where these epic films were still being made. Right? Braveheart
4: is an epic. It's long. I don't think you. Yeah. I don't think That's three can, hours, make, Nick. I, I yeah. love Braveheart. It's not. It's not just the mm-hmm. length, though. You know, it's, it's, it's got-
1: like <laughs> that's what she said.
4: <laughs> wow. I wasn't going there. And Ugh. there it
0: goes. <laughs> Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes in. <laughs> Twenty minutes in.
1: But at least it was me.
0: Well, no. <laughs> um, no, but but you know, ninety-five was still that era, right? Braveheart is is an epic film. I think no, I don't think you can't say that the scope of of Heat is is not epic. Maybe not the. It's not one of those like lawrence of arabia or where it, it goes over like someone's whole life where it's this big epic in that sense it's epic in its scale and what it's trying and the story that it's telling it is br- really i'm going to say brilliantly weaving major characters and minor characters their store and and some of these minor characters don't get like dennis haisberg does not get a lot of story time great you Captain know immediately he's an movie. ex-con he's struggling he, he's 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 yeah. trying to go straight. He's got the support of his girlfriend or wife and, he, and he's, de- you know, like you're getting so much in in small character bites and all of these characters you don't know when you're watching a film. where Why? Why are they telling us his story? and Then they drop him for a while. You know, why is Wayne Grove so important? And then at the end, all of this stuff just collides at the end. So it is – this could have easily been a movie – you're right, Nick. This could have been an Al Pacino movie about him trying to find these these guys doing a heist with, and cut a lot of that out. Or it could have been a film about Robert De Niro doing a heist and cutting all that other stuff out. And And those could have been two, two decent two-hour movies. What you got instead hmm. was Michael Mann just f- weaving in all of these other stories, taking his time with it, getting to know the characters – And then everything at the end just collides. Eric, is that, is that, what do you think? Is that kind of? Absolutely. In the the ballpark? Um, It's
2: 20 years of of research. The guy is a criminal. He's a, he's a criminal. uh, He's obsessive about crime and all his films were like that. What's remarkable about it is like this, if this were made today, it would be a series. There's (laughs) no doubt about it. It would be an HBO thing, 12 episodes long, maybe even another season I have no doubt that this movie was an inspiration for things like The Wire and shows of that ill. So the way, so the fact that he could tell this story in 2 hours and 50 minutes uh, and and like you say Dean with all those with all those characters it's brilliant. I mean it's a brilliant piece of writing. Yes, there are moments in the film that I, I you know that I I have issue with, but uh, for overall I think it's it's really really well well told. We'll and get to, the, to we'll do. get to
0: the nitpicky stuff at the end, and we will yeah. get to all that because I'm, yeah. I'm sure we all have our 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 nitpicks. Um, Christy, do you think this is the gra- the last great film that Pacino and De Niro did separately? You know, not not together because they did Righteous Kill after this. But do you think was this the, was this their swan? Was this the end of an era for them?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I um I looked at uh, Pacino's IMDb, and he didn't do that much after this that is so noteworthy um again because i think he started to really become that caricature of himself um de niro what did uh, no because de niro started veering in the 2000s into like meet the parents and stuff like that so this probably for both of them was was the 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 end of of these them being these type of character actors as we know it mm-hmm. i would i would i would say um and that's and that's also it it's also um somewhat makes this movie sentimental in that way because when you look at it and you've watched Pacino and De Niro even from like what Sean said like this young Pacino where he's has a, a completely different voice like he wasn't drinking scotch yet and smoking cigarettes and he's 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 you know he's he's you know timid yeah, more of like
0: a nerdy he had like more of a nerdy yeah voice, he's yeah, it
1: was all a little nasally he's timid and stuff and then as we've watched him grow into the the actor he became the same thing with De Niro look at De Niro like in Mean Streets he's you know Hundred ten pounds soaking wet and and yeah. you know you know he's such
4: a punk in that yeah. movie <laughs> he's, he's
1: awkward and then we, yeah. we get to this point there there's some sentimentality about it especially after coming from the Godfather Part Two so yeah I, I think this was it for them and, and for, for this this way of, of acting for them
3: you know Christy it's interesting when I first when I put the movie on and I saw the way they looked I'm like this is how I think of these guys yeah. Like, that look yeah that was about that Definitely. and I, it was yeah. like shock it took me a while to get used to seeing them that young and they're not that young no, in the they movie are,
1: they're, yeah. they're, they're in their 50s that's i young. know yeah. but
3: now they're like pacino's 82 de Niro's 79 they're like pushing and it's like but that's how i think of those guys yeah. like, that's, so that's, that's probably maybe the last movie crime, where i you right? get that look
1: yeah so th- was was yeah, Nick- I, again it's the sentimentality was- of it right sean it's just like yeah those are that's them for me
4: Nick, you think this was them in their prime, this was it? I think that was the moment for them to come together for sure. And that's how they hyped it up for the movie, you know, and and I'll be honest. I I think De Niro's performance is one of his best, you know, and he's had some great roles in his life. I think the way he performed it in this movie. Well, and I think that's um, what's
0: important too, though, Nick, another great point you make is there's got to be a a yin to the yang. If you've got Pacino as this over the top character, you know, De Niro, if anything, pull, is pulled way back. De Niro is usually a pretty low key actor anyway. Uh, his portrayal of Neil Macaulay is really pulled back. A man of few words, uh-huh. but of decisive action, a, a, like a master strategist. And again, he portrays this without a lot of, it's a, a lot of looks, like like that scene in the in, when he goes to get coffee, and and Edie kind of mentions, you know, like what do, what are you why are you interested in what I'm looking at and what I'm doing. Like he's already got, you know, like very few words, but he gets across like that. He, you know, he's already like guarded against people, and um, you know, and and I think that you needed that, you know, if they both were going were going for it, then it would be a laugh fest, right? If both characters were just shouting at the table across each other, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work, but if you've got the one up there, you need the one lower. And there's no two better actors to pit, you know. There's no one better to put with Pacino in that mode than De Niro, who can kind of take that and not and not kind of bounce off of it and, and part and play into
4: it, but accept it as that's the way the character is. But do you think that big scene was really? i mean it just to me that scene doesn't make sense to me that scene is made and i know he had written it before it was re- like,
0: that 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 scene right? actually happened in real life this movie is based on a series of events right. that happened in the 60s and that that you know that police officer
4: or detective did meet yeah the they real had coffee they
1: for really coffee. Went for coffee yeah
4: right. i'm just saying like real life it can be it's like cinematic is what i'm talking about it's like the way <laughs> the movie and to me like it just doesn't make sense like to me it's like it's it, it played even when i saw it in the theater I'm like I don't know. I thought okay, it's a setup maybe for the final scene and I thought the you know, it would give us a bigger payoff mm-hmm. at the end. But I don't know. To me it just pl- seemed contrived. Does
2: it not make sense because it's Al Pacino and Robert De Niro? Or is it could it I if think it were it's because, any other actors playing I think that it's scene? because it
4: was Pacino and De Niro and that and was the hype scene was built to, exactly for to, you know, yeah, that scene. together. Yeah. And I just felt like I I actually didn't really like that scene. What's
1: what? that? I really like that scene. I I think it's is, necessary is it, in the film. Is it, is, I thought, I thought is, it was well worth
4: the hype, it. though. Yeah, is I don't think it, so.
2: That seems to be like this is the movie right here. The meeting, the the meeting of them, like that. People made such a big production of that because it's the first time they're together I mean, in a scene. I, you know, just, and go ahead, go ahead, Christy, I'm sorry. I
1: think even less of that. Um, forget about the hype. I, I think just if you're if you're really Im- Im- immersed in the in the film. And your 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 these two characters coming together, and like Dean said, it's it's if you know the, the backstory, it's, it, this really actually happened. It's, it's based off of a true yeah. story, that it's 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 just a it's just a really well done scene with two really mm-hmm. good actors. For, forget about for, forget about the hype that they haven't been together since Godfather Part Two, but I think it says a lot about their characters in the film. Like, and,
3: and, yeah, absolutely,
4: I, 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 it, I think it It's, it's because-
1: important for that.
4: I just yeah, don't see the motivation right. for the two characters to be together and especially for De Niro's character to pretty much be like you're right I'm the guy I'm the I'm the yeah, criminal. I, well here's here's the same person.
0: admit they're the same yeah, person. And and that seems Here's the here's the, here's the motivation are. though. The what the motivation is is that Al Pacino's character is so world-weary and so beaten down by these run-of-the-mill crimes that he finally runs into somebody that he not only respects but almost has like a hero worship for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is so impressed with how you know how strategic he is, how he can't be caught. Uh, you know he's so slick. They they get away with stuff like with it's the, with the, the when there. they were going to do the jewel when they were going to do the jewel robbery and he walked away because mm-hmm. he heard the little guy hit the gun on the back. You know like so he is so impressed with this guy that he has to. It's almost he's almost like like is enigmatic at this point. Like I have to meet with this person. You know, and and De, and De Niro, you said why would he say this? Because he knows who he is. He knows, you know. They've been playing cat and mouse, right? There was the scene when they went and met in the container yard, and and then they came out, and so this way De Niro could get the pictures of him. So yeah, they've just knew been the They were yeah. playing. He's not ever going to deny. He didn't say that he did this or that, he just says, Don't take down scores. Well, that's what I do best, you know. So it really was cutting down to the nature of what they both are. Like Christy said, they're they're opposite sides of the same coin. They're equal. But for Pacino, yeah. it was hero yeah, worship. Yeah, that's yeah. why he wanted to meet this, yeah. like he wanted to see what makes this guy tick because he's never met a criminal like this before. That but Nate tells so, him he's so well Dean. organized. Yeah.
1: Nate tells him that. Uh, yeah. John Voigt's character says, you know, he's he's impressed with you when he's talking to Macaulay. Yeah. He's, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I, he's, you know, the hat, yeah. this guy, this, his name's yeah. Vincent Hannity. He's impressed with you. It's like, okay.
0: I think that's what sets the scene up is is he wants that, you know, Pacino, his character wants to have that conversation, like just to see what see what makes him tick. And and yeah, De Niro was kind of, if you look at that scene when he pulls up, De Niro never looks at him when he's getting pulled over because he's not sure what's going to happen. He's like, do you want to have coffee? Yeah. De Niro doesn't answer for a while. It was like a good four or five seconds. And he's like, sure. He's like okay follow me <laughs> and then they, you, know, <laughs> you know they they go to the di- you know so it and, and it just sets up this great two actors just in in a it's a low key scene and it's very revelatory they talk about you know the, the whole what the dreams mean to each other what their philosophy on life is is basically the same exact thing they're just coming at it from opposite ends I don't think, you know, I don't, I didn't care about that scene. Like when the movie was coming out, like, oh, this is the scene for me. It's, it's, it's not even the centerpiece of the film. It's just a really important part of the Pacino character kind of dialing in to someone that he really kind of, you know, cause it, it ties up at the end when he holds his hand.
4: Yeah, I like I like that. You know, they
0: didn't, there didn't need to be this big thing at the end of talking and and ba- you know having a verbal battle. The, the reality is, a cop is going to shoot somebody and a bad guy is going to shoot at somebody. That was, mm-hmm. and they said that. But then at the end, when when De Niro reaches his hand out and Pacino just grabs it, they were they were of the same. Ma, you know, they they were brother. They could have been you know, like the same thing. We could have been brothers in another life type. I thing.
4: like I like that last shot. But did you think that whole finale though was a little contrived too, and then like a stereotype? Because having having Pacino be the one that you have all these other officers and he's going after him with the shotgun and because he's obsessed it, and he shoots him down. Mm-hmm. He's he's, he's, he's obsessed. He's a executioner. He's the hunter. Pop. He becomes like De Niro. He's not. He got us the hunter, and, I, and he I says thought, as much in the but movie. I th- yeah. But I thought it was yeah. like it was great how. Even though they are similar in many ways, they're two sides of the spectrum, right? And I think that final scene was the payoff, and I was waiting for that. And I was waiting for it to be like, okay. And I I don't think the payoff worked out. I like the final. It was a sad ending. It was a sad
0: ending. I mean, there was was, was no way. uh, Nick, I don't think there was any way to end it but that way. Like, he couldn't Mm -hmm. get away. And Hannah had to kill him. Hannah had to And Hannah couldn't get killed. He couldn't kill him and get away. You know, like... There, there was no, there was no other way. I don't for think it to he had end. to tell him.
4: Yeah, he's think, not going go to go back. He said, "I'm not going to go back to." Jim. I mean, for the story and and for the climax, that that's what Michael Mann wanted, and it worked. Um, and again, whether whatever reality was and everything, um, I don't know, man. I, I just it didn't. The payoff didn't work for me. Sure, what for do that you think? Hand holding. I like the hand holding. What do you
0: think? Did mm-hmm. the hand holding work for you?
3: <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. It was late when I watched that. Sean so, <laughs> <laughs> I, so
0: I, so I woke up and the credits were playing. Yeah, no,
3: it, 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 the, I felt the end was, for some reason to me, felt a little bit like, uh, all right, what happened? You know, like, is it going to happen? Is it going to, like, a lot yeah. of, I felt like it was very long, like, to get to that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I read that there was one ending was that they both get, they both kind of do like a, sh- they both shoot
4: mm-hmm.
3: and they both mm-hmm. die. I don't know how I would have liked that. Like a Reservoir think, Dogs type thing. Yeah, kind of like a res I think I think they I think yeah, you had to have a a winner and a loser and I think yeah. that's that's what we had to have. But like
2: who's the who's the winner here and who's the loser though? That's a good question. When you when you consider is, yeah. Well, when you consider which is why they bothered to tell all of these little side stories about their personal lives and then you get to the point yeah, Vincent Hanna won the day so to speak, but is it What does he have? Right.
3: At the end end of his life now. Right. He's got
2: nothing to go home to. He's, you know, he's lost. He's this, his obsession, his job became. So in a sense, he, he's lost. He's he's lost out on a lot of things too.
0: But yeah, and, and it was that long shot at so. the end too. After he killed De Niro, there was just a long shot of Pacino's eyes. Yeah, yeah. just kind of like off. looking. He was like, looking off. Like kind of like kind of kind of like yeah. He you know it, it was bravado talking the diner like oh I don't want to have to put you down but brother you're going down but now he actually did it. You know, almost like he had, like this is the one criminal that he had sympathy for because he was so much like him. And they and mm-hmm. felt like such kindred spirits that, that when they hung on, that shot on, on him at the end, it was kind of like, you know, yeah, the, now this is like half the fun or half the thing was the chase. Because he says that to Justine, all I am, or you said it best, all I am is what I'm chasing. Right. Right. And that's all he is, is he's consumed by the chase.
1: But once he kills De Niro he's looking off to the side because it's what, what meaning does his life have now? He has to find someone else. And so that's right. So he is, he is now dead as well. He's just living.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Existing. Yeah.
1: So, you know, and, and so it's it's, everything.
2: This is his life and it's not a very attractive life. Look what it does to him. You know, I got what it does to his family. Look what it does to, you know, um, you know, almost all the, he's like putting Macaulay out of his misery too. Like I like, think he 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 wouldn't have would he truly been happy with you know, with Edie? Who knows? I mean I, I you know, that's one of the things that I didn't like about the film was I didn't I didn't buy I that relationship whatsoever. One idea that that chemistry yeah. between him and her was just mm-hmm. not there for me. Yeah, I agree. And I guess it's not on purpose because
4: it wasn't meant to, to you know, to be a mm-hmm. thing. So but that was another plot hole for me, because here's a guy who that was his mantra that he learned from his mentor. It's like walk away. Right. And, you know. He suddenly meets this girl, and he's like willing to throw that all out the window. You know, I I like the yeah. payoff at the end. I thought that was a great scene when he comes out and he has that chance. But he, you know, it's like it's like no going to run away. And he, knowing that probably he might get killed too. You know, it's like, but he's not going back to the joint, right? It was actually so,
1: thirty seconds too when he made it as as he made the yeah. decision. Was it was it really? Short, yeah, they said much. it's actually thirty seconds from when he sees <laughs> Vincent Hanna, Edie, and makes the choice to run. It's all thirty seconds. They talk, they, so Sean, they, they, Sean,
4: what were you
3: what were you going to say, Sean? Well, I, I know you I were trying to jump in. That scene at the when they're all having dinner, his crew is having dinner, and everybody has somebody at the dinner, yeah, except himself. for him. Yeah. and that's when he makes the call to eat. So I, I think a part of him might have felt like he was missing out on something,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and that you know he does this job. The last one, like he could have probably walked away, but he just, I guess, just. Gets enticed back into it, but he was ready. I think he, there was a moment of like reflection of like maybe uh, maybe the barbecues and, and the picnics are, are are the way to go. Even his crew members seemed to have something other.
2: Well, they had choice. They made, They both made choices, right? Yeah. I mean, he could have. He could have just left. He didn't right. have to go up there hey, and kill Wayne. When Rose. it rains, you get wet. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like he that. But that certain something that he, he felt it needed to be done. You know, I got to kill this guy. This is a son of a bitch. He's got to go. Oh, well, but, that, there was a little foreshadowing. There was a there. consequence there. Yeah. You know, to that yeah. and wait, the decision wait. for Vincent to kill Robert De Niro. He could have. He could have let him live. He could have. That's that's not who he is. It's just
0: I. I, I this D- is
2: my job. D- D- it's D- a choice sh- between
0: you and some poor bastard that you're going to make into a widow. <laughs> There's the impression. There you go. There we go, brother. You are going down. Sure, and
1: I think it that 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 scene, and I agree with you. Shows he's he's. He's not a machine. He's a man. Rocky Four. But right. he he he's reflective because yeah, he, he he he's planning on retiring. He wants he's gonna go to New Zealand. He's going he's yep. done. He he's has all his money. I mean, there's that that like Eric said, he he just can't let go of things. But yeah, he's sitting there and he's looking around at everyone, and everyone goes home to someone. Yep. Everyone has someone. He doesn't even have furniture.
0: Yeah, well, no, that's when true. I get around to it.
3: <laughs> yeah. when I get
0: around to it. So let, let's talk a little bit about Wayne Grow because he's a very interesting character, and this whole this whole movie actually he is the he is the tipping point on this whole movie. I don't know if you guys realize that if Wayne Grow got killed in the beginning of this film, the rest mm-hmm. of this film would not have existed. Mm. That's right. That's why and, part and, of and, it. And, 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 and Nick would have been happy.
1: Stuff. It would been <laughs> it would have uh, been twenty five minutes because long.
0: Because because if, if Wayne Grove got killed, Al Pacino still would have, still would have caught them on the heist. He still would have gotten the stuff about, you know, slick and all that. He would have had that information, but that's as far as their investigation would have went because he would, because then Wayne Grove got hooked up with Van Zant and found out about the bank robbery. So the, so the character of Wayne Grove is despicable and as disgusting and as horrifying as he is. Um, this whole story pivots on that one scene that you think is a throwaway you mm-hmm. think oh they're gonna kill this guy they open the they open the hood and, and it's got the garbage bags and you know what's happening it's like okay yeah. yeah um and he gets away and then the movie just kind of leaves him for a while and, and goes and does other things and then Grow's getting a beer and you know yeah i'm looking to do stuff and they don't really he don't even wait it's not like Grow realizes what happened and the power he has to the story he that can, character just kind of continues kill he's killing prostitutes he's doing whatever he's been doing us as the viewer only realize what his, what his importance was, but the character doesn't within the film, which I think is brilliant. It's not like, Oh, I have this information. He's just kind of going on his way. Mm. And then he does say it. Uh, he says it to Van Zandt. he says, Neil, he's, he Macaulay is, is never going to forget. He's going to come back. And he does. And, and that's the scene that Nick is talking about when they're driving. Um, and with Edie at the end, and he's about to go, to the airport and he veers off, right? He, he actually smiles for a moment. Like face. when he's going, yeah. when he's going through the bright lights of the tunnel, he smiles for a moment. Like I got away with it. I got away. And then his frown turn, he turns into a frown and veers off to the, to the thing is, Oh yeah, he's got to take care of this one thing real quick. Cause he can't, yeah. it, it's, it's not, not let his anybody, le- it's his nature to leave loose ends. Like he's not, well, loose it's not just that, item. but it's, it's also his, his
2: reputations like, at stake yeah. here too. He's got, he's got that ego. He's got that reputation. Same thing with He's obsessed. Yeah. same thing with just like Hannah, just like Hannah.
0: Yeah. Like Hannah. yeah. yeah. Because they're the same thing. He's not going to, he's not going to let it go. <laughs> so that,
2: that's why that, he, you know, Hannah doesn't, you know, he doesn't put up with mistakes. Like he's, he's screaming huh. at the team every time they, they messed up. And, you know, he could have screamed at that one guy that with with the gun in the, in the trailer. Oh, when he, when he got out of the truck, it looked like he wanted to belt him. Oh like my he, God. He, like yeah. like he could have ripped he his, his head his, off. He did his, you know? his
0: Glen Gary, Glenn Ross thing where he pulled his, his jacket back and he kind of put his hands on his hips like he was gonna, he was looking the deck. The guy, and he just kind of like, it's not even worth it. But know?
2: like we talked about, though, the fact that he <laughs> that Macaulay knew enough to, you know, and there maybe there was a level of respect there. That's why he didn't go go off on this guy because it's like, okay, now I, now I really know who I'm dealing with because this guy, you yeah. know, that one that one little thing caused him to walk away. Yep, this guy's big. This guy's, you know, but he's good. They're gonna this walk, is- and you're gonna let yeah.
4: him. Yeah. I would I that's would so, say the home- that's too. <laughs> <laughs> the Wayne Crowe mistake is at the very beginning for them just picking yeah. him for this job and that's where i'm like these yeah. guys are professionals these guys have been doing this forever they're a, a tight-knit yeah. group you saw at the end when they needed another you know uh, driver for the car yeah. they went to somebody they'd worked with before so why would they pick this guy who's mm-hmm. obviously a loose cannon and insane right to to, to do the, they like this yeah, right, they didn't know yeah hear- i mean that's the pivoting moment yeah. And then when they try to kill him, they start doing it in the diner in front of all these witnesses and out in the parking lot when cars, cars are going away. <laughs> really? It's like, do a godfather. Put him in the trunk and take him out in the woods or something and, you know, leave the cannoli, right? right. Him. Pop him there. Well, it was c- kind of like, was like Goodfellas, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, it was kind
2: of like Goodfellas. It's like they, they did walk out of the diner and he was like, <laughs> cut this guy loose, give him his money. Yeah. Let's go out to the car, give him his that money and premise, get rid of him. But they were just going to pop him. Right. Like, started, I'm
1: going to give you, I'm going to throw you a bone right now. So when when they're, tight, they're a tight, they're a tight knit group, and they're they work together all the time. And then Wayne Grove comes to the truck, you know, and and you know Michael t- Tom Sizemore is like, "What's your name?" He puts his hand up, and he's like, Wayne Grove, and he's like, "All right, that was all he needed to say to as as really? a proof as, as who he
0: was." Like that's you know, how yeah, it I works don't. in the criminal underworld. It's just you like say your name. Like, all
1: right, maybe you could be a little.
2: Uh, uh, fun, just, fun
0: little
1: fact did about a, Wayne Grove. Do you grow? have an application? I <laughs> <laughs> don't need one. <laughs> did you fill out
0: Did you fill out your employee application? As long, as, long as you can get in the truck. F- funny fun fact about Wayne Grove, Sean. I don't know if you know this, but Xander Berkeley who played Ralph in this huh. film played Wayne Grove in LA Takedown. He played yeah, the part I of Wayne Grove in yeah. the LA Takedown was the original uh it was going to be a series that Michael Mann was making. Uh he wanted to pitch it to a, you know, to the to the uh Network and they said nah whatever so they, they made it into a TV movie called LA Takedown which Heat is basically a direct remake of and uh Xander Berkeley was the terrifying Wangro although in the scenes that we've I, I just sent everybody a scene from that film I, I'm not sure Wangro was was as tough as he is in, as Kevin Gage is in this you, film you do mm-hmm. know well.
1: that Ted Levine was offered Wangro and turned it down
3: yes mm-hmm. uh,
1: because he didn't want to get pigeonholed because he was coming off Silence little of Lambs and. Yep. Was like I, I, so he chose to be Bosco, but he was so, yeah,
0: he plays Bosco he, and he gets yeah. he gets blasted by Val he's Kilmer. Yeah. He, Boscos he, he, he good could good have easily stepped
2: good. off the productionist movie and in, and in, in, into Monk as stottlemyre because he's almost <laughs> the same character. He's like, brr, 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 you know, the and, <laughs> and then uh, told- in two thousand three,
1: oh, yeah. Wingrow went. uh The guy that played wangrow went to prison. Yeah, he's acting, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I guess he's he, no joke. He's no, no joke.
0: joke. Shakespeare, is, Shakespeare in the in the in the prison. So he is a cowboy
1: looking for anything heavy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sean, what do you think of this? Does this continue Val Kilmer's excellent streak of supporting? Does this make the case that he should have been? A, he was probably should have concentrated on supporting roles.
3: I'll we'll get he's... to the elbow, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I like I like this performance. This I I think he. I, uh... I found it, he was impressive, uh, not too over the top. I think uh, I lo- I loved his I loved it just was very cool with the you know very very seemed like that was a natural fit for him the role like his role in the, in the heists you know with the gun and yeah. I just I, I found him uh, pretty impressive and uh, pretty solid performance. Yeah, it was kind of like a, me- a
0: mentor scholar relationship the two of them had like mm-hmm. like like. De Niro's the character error McCauley, error. was always kind of the caretaker of him, and and like when they went to, uh, you know, when they went to for the fake pickup from Van Zant, it was it was Kilmer that was on the roof with the with the high power rifle, like picking. I mean, of course, you know, Tom Sizemore got in there with the shotgun too and just like blasted that guy in the truck. But yeah. uh, but they those two seemed to have a and when and when Kilmer got shot during during that great you know the great shootout scene, you know, De Niro went over and got him. He didn't just kind of leave. No, know, I- that's the thing is you know, you walk away, but he actually picked, no. he kind of picked him up and then, and then later on brought him to the doctor. And then when he met with, with John Voight's character, where is he, he you know, like, so there was like a relationship that we don't know where they related. Yep. Was there something else? What was yep. it? Did they care about him? They yeah, totally there, was, there yeah. was that kind of, you know, um, camaraderie that that was different than what he had with Tom Sizemore, Sizemore's character, Michael, he was kind of like, Michael was more of a business associate, you know, when they're talking about the, the heist is like, well, Michael, you know, you don't need this. You got bonds. You got real estate. You, you know, you you cut cut loose at this, you know. But Kilmer's character was oh, like, it's kind of like where you go, I go type of thing.
3: Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. got the gambling problem, which is yes, that, Achilles that, heel. Uh, uh,
1: Dean, while you're talking about that's, Kilmer, that's a
3: motivator.
0: <laughs>
1: while you're talking about Kilmer and that 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 shootout scene, uh, I don't know if Sean knows this. Um, they use that in in training videos because Kilmer perfectly executes like. Loading and 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 reloading hmm. a gun, um, yeah. where like that's how well they were trained when um, f- for yeah. for those uh, shootouts. And I that think scene Kim- was Kil- excellent. yeah, so. Kilmer's like he's like most proud of that of of like
0: anything. Yeah, well, he's you know he's he's a method. And and you know what, Christopher Nolan famously was inspired by this film during, for Batman for Dark Knight. And, oh yeah, uh, and, his and Dark Knight of was his- too
1: long for Nick as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> his, his vision of Gotham, his vision but, of Gotham was was full was based on. This version of LA, which which is like I said, is its own character. So now, Nick, what about the elbow? What about the Kilmer
4: elbow? When I first I, I saw I have the story the theater, theater, when I first, I, I want to hear yeah. the story. So okay. when I first went into the movie theater, in the theater, I was so distracted by that lump <laughs> on his elbow because yeah. the first time you really notice it, and, and it's just so, and you, it's like he's kind of like beaten up a little bit, and I was like, maybe this is going to be part of like some exposition or something, but we kind of forget about it. That was it. But the rest of the movie, I'm thinking like, what the hell's up with his elbow? What happened yeah. to his elbow? Yeah. So he had a tennis so- ball,
0: in, he had a tennis ball implanted into his, that's what it looks like. Was, that's what he it had, looks what, like. You know, I have what, what, no what idea. What happened, what, what happened is during the filming of the doors, the movie, the doors in 1991, he did, he was doing a stage diving scene uh, and the stuntman failed to catch him. Oh, and he broke okay. his arm and then he ended up getting a cyst on his elbow. Wow, and I think okay. you see
4: it in other films as well. But yeah, it's, yeah, when, like when one movie where he wears like a elbow thing to kind of hide it and everything. Yeah, mainly.
0: Yeah, that that scene when he wakes up in Robert De Niro's apartment and he's walking around in the t shirt and he's got this big giant like honking yeah, thing on like his it, elbow.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is distracting, but and it's a little bruised around it too, so yeah. I just it it the two. Yeah, when you first meet him bottom, in the
2: film, you, know. you don't see it. It's not yeah. as prominent, you know. But uh, yeah, that scene, it's like, what the hell happened?
4: Like, did he? Yeah, nice know,
1: guys, real nice,
4: real real life injury. Hey, man. It's things an audience notices, you know? I didn't notice. I took you out. It took me out the first time I saw it. That's Uh,
1: that's why he hates the movie, the elbow.
4: (laughs) The elbow. (laughs) Blame the elbow. But to give Kilmer credit, it was such an underperformed role, but like very Mm. intense. And then there's Mm -hmm. that scene when he's in the apartment, when he flips out and throws.
3: That's
4: an example of not overacting. That's an example of levels, you know, as an actor. Mm -hmm. Kilmer got it right. Pacino in this movie did not.
1: No, no, that's not true. We wow. already discussed Pacino's method here.
4: <laughs> I'll, I'll have to revisit it. That's okay.
0: It, he could st- still not still be not- satisfied
4: with it. That, yeah. That's
0: perfectly fine. <laughs> you know, it, it, like I said, you've got right. a movie that's stacked with actors, though. So no, great if, for, if for no other reason, this is fun to watch, just to to pick out. And we have to talk about the female leads. We have to talk about Diane Venora. Yeah. Uh, we've got to talk about Ashley Judd. You know, we, we've got to talk about Natalie Portman and Amy Brenneman. I mean, because they, you know, each one of those is a different, type of support. And even Natalie Portman is a different type of support. You know, uh, Al Pacino gets two types. He gets, he gets Diana Venora and he gets uh, Natalie Portman. Um, and it's very interesting that those dynamics, you know, um, especially at the end, you know, the, tra- you know, it's not tragic, you know, but when, when Natalie Portman goes to his hotel, cause he had moved out mm-hmm. uh, and she goes to attempt to kill herself. And, and, you know, that's not her, uh, tragic.
4: They- <laughs> Yeah, it's tragic, but like- she didn't
0: die. I Meaning, tragic, die. but you know. And I think, um, I
4: think
0: uh, and she's like she chose her. His, her mother's like she chose you. Yeah, but she chose you because know, despite, despite,
2: yeah, despite all of this running around, him chasing these guys, he loved. He always
0: asked about her. He always cared about her. He always said, he's, "Where's he's your father?" He's there for her. Where's yeah.
2: the father? Where's this bastard? Yeah. He's you know he's not here for her. And I love the scene where where he's driving in the car, and then she, he sees her yeah. sitting there waiting for his, her father once again, who doesn't show up, and he the car spins around, and he picks her up that's a great scene too yeah it's, or was she so trying subtle. to
0: or was she you trying know? to run away because he's like what are you doing here she goes oh, i just need to i wanted to be by myself and it, like she had a backpack
2: yeah
4: i was yeah. thinking maybe
0: she was very obviously very troubled i was thinking maybe she was trying to run away too mm. um and he just happened he,
3: he kind of caught
0: her you know and, and yeah. you know she jumps in the car she's like hey mike you know like
3: which is probably <laughs> why she decided to make an attempt on her life in his apartment in his yeah. uh hotel room because then he'd probably find her and stop it she, 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 clearly
2: has, she really has like it. anxiety so issues. was a issues. Cry for help that you know. And, and she's probably would... bipolar, I, w- I would guess. Yeah. in the, you know, in the, in the very beginning when she's looking for her berets or barrettes, or whatever, like, I, yeah. I have to have them, she's like, has, yeah. "You know, uh, I, I don't know who, why she's that way." But you know, but let's talk about Diane Verona. I mean, she's 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 a good actress too. She's a, she's got that intensity. I liked her in uh, Bird, Clint Eastwood's Bird. She played Chan Parker uh charlie parker's wife so she she gave a really good performance there i liked her in this film too i thought she was real very effective like it it wasn't overblown it wasn't you know she gets a little bit dramatic at times but that drama felt real to me it's like yeah you know yeah she doesn't buy
0: his bullshit she's not buying the bullshit that he's selling you know like yeah Yeah. you do it you know what remember when you hooked up with me baby (laughs) you're gonna have to share me with all the bad guys you know you know, and, and she says, yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Like you were going to be this absent, you know, like yeah, yeah. Know, when we hooked up, baby. So it, yeah. It's, yeah, she, she's just a, a great foil for him. You know, she's doing drugs. She's taking, you know, whatever pills and whatever. And it's just right. kind of like, he's like, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, they, they're just kind of, you know, uh, yeah, she, she realized she's the most insightful to him, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you're, 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 you're a dead person kind of going through life and the only thing is is these dead people and you kind of sift through and you you hunt and that's all there is and everything else we're we're just left in the wake of it um so really brilliant, of,
2: uh, some really brilliant stuff there i was recalling miami vice the the pilot episode where his ex-wife crockett comes home and, you know his partner had just been killed jimmy smith's you know he got blown up so he goes you know his his son's birthday party and he's late and he's drunk and he you know crockett's sitting there and she gives it to him later on like you the same thing like you you're just you're masquerading you're acting like one of these players that you're running around with it's it's Mm -hmm. insane like what are you doing it's like you're losing yourself and i think that that's hannah that's most certainly hannah so it adds so i totally agree with dean in the sense where it's that's the reason for his for that bravado and that intensity in those scenes because you see how tender he can be with with family and, and such but but he's on stage on hand, when he's, yeah, when he's with the bad guys, he's got to be. But this he's is he's the life. This is the adrenaline. This is the rush. And I totally, and Michael Mann said it himself, said as much in, in the research, he's like, he's dealt with real cops who do this on the street every day. And they, then there, there is that real sense of, of yeah.
0: dual of personality power.
2: Yeah. of power. And like, once you're in the zone and you're chasing somebody down or whatever, whatever it may be, that rush is real. It's, you know, so
0: I, I, I buy it. I totally buy it. Cool. Yeah. All right, so. let's move on. Ashley Judd. Before we started recording, I mentioned Ashley Judd. And uh, there was some there was some some shots taken at Ashley Judd. Not no, they succincts. were not I shots. I do not know what they were. They were they not were shots. What, what was shots. Well, Eric, well, Eric <laughs> I'm first. Sick Eric I'm, Eric sick first. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. sick of it. So that, what, what was me, it, Eric? What
2: bothered you about that? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I, it bothered me, but it was just, it was just so it unexpected. It stands out. And what it what it really does for me, I guess in in a way, it just recalls like uh, classic Hollywood. It's like one of those old like gangster movies mm-hmm. of the period. I think he's you know, playing a little, you know, Michael Mann's doing a little bit of that as well, taking some creative license there. And hey, let's uh, make that a little, you know, beef that up a little bit, and let's make it more like that rapid fire, like mm-hmm. the girl, you know, the women in in those films back in the day, like you know the the noir films and the, and the the gangster films and. Uh, so that's what that's what I'm thinking when I when I see that scene. But it is a little off putting. She's like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know, like it's just yeah, it's just so because she's so laid back most of the time. Like she's the the the, the voice of reason for Val Kilmer. Yeah. Like what are you doing? Like you know, like you meet you need to straighten up. You need, she's basically Diana Verona for him. Like you know, she's you know trying to get him to grow up and and you know what do you you know, and yet she's fooling around with Hank Azaria and it's just kind of like.
0: Mo, it, both yeah, of the just, she, could, she could, <laughs> you, if
2: you notice like she's a completely different person her hair's different in the scene it's curly it's like she she's trying to get out of that you know uh, yeah. mode i guess or just be somebody else and again it's another mask that's being worn i think a lot of the characters are you know wearing masks in this film there's a lot of that going on yeah. you know in the life and you know
1: well, so, everyone like, but edie is Edie's the only yeah, honest Edie's the only Amy honest honest, honest adult you have in this film.
2: Amy Brennan did not want did not want to do the film. When no. she read the script, she hated it. She was just like, I don't but She like said there's the no redeeming there's
1: no redeeming characters, except right. but that was yeah. the only one and that's why Michael and Mann was like has, that's, like, like, why, you should, that's why you should do it.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but
1: but Dean, yeah. I, I actually like Ashley Juddness. It's just that, that that scene stands out. I do too. And I think she's a her character is very similar to Kilmer's character. I think uh, I don't. I don't know if she's his voice of reason because she's she almost seems child uh, childlike to me. Um, you know, she's you know she's she's taking care of Dominic, but she knows what he does. She's, she's not in the dark about it, and yeah. it just I don't know. It seems like I, I don't know. She she feels it's not like Justine, who is. Uh, an adult. She's a woman and she's, she, you know, she knows who Pacino is. Uh, I don't think Ashley Judd's character is there with, with, um, Kilmer, but, um, but I, I, oh, yeah, I,
0: she, she knows what he does and how, how it can help them. But she, it mm-hmm. almost
1: feels like she also, but, she just also needs to be taken care of. Like, I don't yeah. think, like, I, I we always talk about having these women in these films who are strong, lead actresses that hold their own in it. And, and she holds her own in the film. I'm not saying that, but you look at someone like Justine and Justine's a strong character. Like, yeah. you know, she's, she, she could be a, yeah. she could be. Yeah. A, she's a, not, reliant.
0: she's yeah. not reliant on him. No,
1: she's going to go out and screw who she wants to screw. If you're not going to come around and I'm going to well, make him
0: breakfast. <laughs> Let him watch it. You don't get to watch my television set. <laughs> no, that was a bad one. but It was a bad but one. one. But even actually
2: Judd though, like, look, consider, consider the ending when she knew exactly the tell. She yeah. knew exactly what to do there. So the, the obviously, signal. she knows the life. She yeah, understands that, you know, this is, she knows this is John what to Peterson. Do. Yeah. She knows exactly. That, that, now
0: what that's a nitpick, right? They okay. picked the
1: name John Peterson.
0: No, no. Here, here's a nip. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick, I'm going to throw you a bone. Uh, would, this,
1: here, this was going to be one of mine, Dean. Go ahead.
0: Here's my nitpick. Sean, Sean, let me know if this is yours as well. This guy's wanted. He's got a jacket. They've got a photo of him. The cop down the street doesn't know who he's looking for because he gives an ID that says John Peterson. Like, this guy's and name is Peterson. Okay, let him hair. go. He cut he his, cut his hair. hair. Okay, but he's still Val Kilp... Like, he's still, like... Like, they don't do... You never saw that on the news when they had different... Like, he may have changed his... Per- you know, changed his, his look, and yeah. they show him with different things that he just, like, kind of drove away. I'm kind of like, that's the only... For me, that's the only throwaway... Part of it is if the cops are stopping somebody down at the end of the road, mm-hmm. they have to know who the oh, this guy, he just because he has a different ID. Oh, this can't be him. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. I, it's, it's it can't one of the be problems, him. It's not right? him. This is John Sean, was, Peterson.
0: Was, was that a yeah, was that a hole or was that was something? Did you, did you notice that, Sean?
3: Yeah, I thought it was a little bit like weird. Yeah, how, did, how did they? Well, you know, I think it just. I think that happens in films. Uh, and that's what I was thinking, too, is, is a lot of the stuff
0: that you see in this film is like, how do they get away? With, like, how could Robert De Niro, like, walk like a criminal, in the,
3: walk into in like, the bank, and get a security guard jacket and do right. this and
0: that? They just and, do it. Like, a lot of people aren't paying attention.
3: Well, the, that's right. The, well, the ambulance, he steals the ambulance and then they use it the next day. The ambulance is gone for how long before anybody?
0: I think he said, uh, well, the truck was uh, the truck. The big green truck was like two weeks. And then I think, yeah, I think the ambulance was like a couple of days ago. It was like, yeah, the ambulance was like two days, two, three days ago, whatever. So someone's I, then, not doing
1: and, a good job tracking things.
0: Well, yeah. you know,
3: I mean but people <laughs> don't you know though, people don't pay attention though. But it, it happens.
2: happens, yeah. It, and it happens. Happens. I think everybody's you know. paying attention. Yeah, so it's so
0: matter-of-factly. So so that was the thing I I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, this could just be a cop that, yeah, just like looked at it. You know, uh, it's John Peterson. We ran his stuff. He's good. It, it can't be him. We don't want to arrest. You know, whatever. Wasn't John what Peterson
1: think? one of the producers uh, for Batman? I don't
4: know. John well, Peters. John Peters. John
2: Peters. John Peters. Yeah. Yeah. All
4: right. Nick. Nick. Did yeah. I did I throw you one? I, I kind of knew that. It So one of many <laughs> plot holes in the movie. But, <laughs> Give us um, another. Give us wow. another. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: No, let's. Think- we got to go down to women. We're not done with the women. Yeah.
4: All right, I'll talk about the women then, because I think a lot of them are just to Eric's point—they're like these types from like the noir time. Like the women are just there as foils for the men. And listen, I'll—I'll throw you guys a bone because I think the female actors are spectacular. I love Mm -hmm. all of them, Um, Mm -hmm. but like you know, Amy Brenneman's role—you know, she's like—I hate the trope of them like just like love at first sight. And suddenly he's willing to, like, throw away his life and everything he worked mm-hmm. for. And she's willing to run away with this person who's old enough to be her father. And, mm. you know, then she finds out that, you know, he's uh, – her reaction when she finds out that he's in a life of crime was brilliant. You know, she's, like, almost, like, comatose. Like, get me out of yeah. here. What are you going to keep me as a slave? What's going on? Yeah. And yeah. then she's willing to run away with him. Yeah. I'm she like, was, can I can – I- to you me, that's She's like, "Do I?" It's she's like, love. Well, it's not Well, it was a the... cliche. My. She's like, "Do I have that's to give you my answer now?" Because <laughs> <now?
2: laughs> <laughs> he expressed his the loneliness. That was that's, that's right. what sold it. Yeah,
4: well, he, I mean, he, he says, that, You know, he says, "I'm alone, but I'm not lonely." But so I'm not lonely. Obviously, yes.
2: Bullshit. Obviously, he is lonely. Right.
0: Nick, I'm
1: gonna throw you another bone. So, in the diner scene when when they're when they're sitting there and they're talking and she's like looks at his book and she's like, "What are you doing?" She's asking all these questions. He's like, "Hey, lady, why are you so interested in what I what I?" I do for a living and then mm-hmm. she's like oh sorry I work at the bookstore and you know and then and then he feels bad and then he he immediately like De Niro's like <laughs> he flips like this he sits next to her he starts asking her all these questions all of a sudden they're gonna go back to his house they they they, they go to yeah. bed and he does the same thing with um with Nate when Nate's talking oh, to him to about with, me? Uh, with just... um with John Voight's character he he's talking to him about something and and he's like, yeah, I'm not interested, interested. And then he tells him how much it is. He goes, all right. Oh, yeah.
0: none of 9 a.m. 9 a.m. <laughs> like, it's like,
1: De, Niro, De Niro's like really like, no, headstrong on something. And then like, it's like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah.
4: Change.
1: So there it right.
4: is. I think with that scene, though, like at first he's like suspicious. Like, why are you talking to me? What's going on? Yeah. And then he sees, uh, oh, she's attractive. She's flirting with me. Okay. So like he, he you know. I could see him wanting like a one night stand, whatever, but it's like how quickly then he falls in love with her. And is like, I'm willing what? to spend the rest it of my wasn't, life. Though, it,
1: it. It wasn't just one. one
0: night for him either. Yeah. But, but no, the character,
1: I don't think so yeah.
0: But Nick, his character could be show, so sharp that he would be able to pick out if she was fake or if she was like a cop, like, hmm. you know, like, like, cause that's it. what, you know, what it's like, Chrissy said, why are you interested in what I do and what I read or whatever? And then he kind of like pondered it for a second. You're right. And he's kind of, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. My name is Neil. Like like I th- he's his guard and is always rude. his guard is always up right it's so, if yeah. somebody wants something from him they must be an angle or he's got to be suspicious about it he's got to he's got to be on his hackles all the time I, just as as a, uh, a matter of his profession right he can't let his guard down but then when he feels safe then he allows himself to but he can't just walk around like that being like hey how's it going like trusting everybody he's got to have that wall up first and then if he feels it's safe then it comes but down. It as would as have well, been so more it interesting. It comes down very quickly. Yeah. It, well, would, it would have know.
4: been more interesting if this was a relationship that maybe had built a little longer so that that final scene, then when he does walk away, if it's like, you know, him really Nick. kind of giving it up.
0: Well, there's only and two hours and 50 minutes
4: Nick, to tell the movie the movie would have been four have...
1: hours then. What, you could pl- yeah. you, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Nick.
0: John <laughs> would have had to watch it in three, in three sections yeah. instead. I Yeah, I but let's get to let's get to some of the plot holes i want to give i want to give nick some time to to kind of throw some of these things at oh us that God. really kind of you know Wait, uh nick
1: has a piece of paper i think he's looking i'm at. looking, I'm I'm
0: looking at i know sean has stuff written down too sean's got sean's oh. got a, a, a legal pad no like alan shore from boston legal <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right so what, what do you what, what do you an got odd nick? reference I don't know. It's I think right obscure, I think I made my case throughout, from beginning to end. There's been like a lot of plot holes. I think holes on and...
1: Instagram and Facebook, people should maybe chime in to see if you made your case. Yes, <laughs> they should. I'll I'll take it. So what what do you got?
4: Listen, give me all you got. No, give me is, all you got. You know, this has been an influential movie. You know, it inspired Grand Theft Auto, like you said, it inspired huh? Nolan's Gotham and everything like that. But just it just seemed like it was. Too many loopholes, too many characters. And, and I think Pacino's performance, to me, just really took me out of the movie from okay. the beginning. And I, I just think that ending, like I said, I don't think a police officer would have he, – he really hunted him down and, and killed him. He didn't what? have to. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he, he but no, no, no. No, he, he did because him. he was being he was being fired up. He was being fired upon, so he didn't know yeah, if, he he gonna, if he was going to chase him single handedly. He chased him single handedly, yeah. like a bunch of other cops. You, I mean, well, like, it's either him or me. me. Give me some backup. Why does it have to be one lone gunman after another? You know, because
1: that's so, cinematic. T- yeah, yeah cinematic. that's the way the movie is.
4: There you go. There you go. That's the problem that mm-hmm. I have with this whole movie. And everybody's <laughs> like, "This is a classic." I'm like, when you look at it, it's like a a, a well made B movie you know, with, with a lot of plot holes and and some over-the-top oh. acting and some great scenes and some good performances, great casting. And I give Michael Mann credit for his intent in trying to do that and trying to blend these character moments, you know. the, the You know, one of the honest moments I have is that that guy, you know, in the diner, you know, Dennis, uh, you know. Dennis forget, Haysbert. Haysbert. Yeah. I, First time I saw that movie, I liked his performance. Watching it again that scene man when he walks out and i'm like because he's this like low bit criminal right he spent Mm -hmm. time in jail he's He's not gonna make it he's trying yeah Yeah. he's not gonna make the money that de niro's character makes and everything and here's like he's trying his best to to go clean and they're treating Mm -hmm. him like crap at the you know at the diner and everything and that's a decision where he has to make do i you know give this up now and go for this And, and he ends up dead you know me, that's that what makes this film break. great though yeah i love all these was, small stories
2: sto- a greek right. tragedy
4: yeah i love that
2: they, <laughs> it's sean, called, let me get called your, a greek sean, tragedy
0: sean let me ju- let me have you jump in on this because you just freshly watched it and hadn't seen it in a while do you do you agree with do you agree with nick's assessment of this is that it's 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 a, a long movie but not not on an epic scale
3: what do you think i, I will say like i said in the beginning I didn't remember a single scene. I yeah. I do I did remember that De Niro and Pacino had a scene together, and I don't remember what that scene was about. That's about the only thing I remembered. So Were you
1: drugs before you saw the movie?
3: No, I I'm telling you, I just it, like Nick said, it was a movie. You know, like mm-hmm. there are probably things I liked about it. Came in I I felt like I probably was underwhelmed. But like I said, when I, I watch it again, and because it's considered the, you know, when you watch something because it's considered a classic or an mm-hmm. epic or it's influential, you're like, all right, maybe I need to give this another look. And the fact that it was long and that I got through it. Uh, at midnight to three o'clock in the morning, I think that says something about the film and 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 mm-hmm. and the fact that it kept me engaged. Of course, I'm I'm also watching it with the purposes of I got to talk about it, you know, in, in another day or so. But uh, like, it's not perfect. It's not the perfect no. film. It it's not the worst film. Is it overrated? I I mean I'm not I'm not, I don't feel the same way about it. <laughs> Nick
0: Nick is giving the thumbs up.
3: I, I'm not feeling the same way about it as as the three of you but uh-huh. uh i like i think i feel better about it than when i first watched it i think uh-huh. yeah and will I, will i watch it again i would um because of because of because of the uh well, what's the word i'm looking for that's not i can't find the right word because of how respected this movie is okay. yeah and i want to make sure i'm not missing something okay
0: well, maybe the, maybe it's the Michael Mann thing because I I was high I was high hyped up on Michael Mann from Last of the Mohicans so I was kind of like oh his next film mm-hmm. he you know oh and then after that you know and then and then like in in two thousand five or whatever it was Collateral came out mm-hmm. which I felt was like a spiritual sequel to this it felt like it, it took place in the same L A same you know same it had the style. same had yeah. the same well, feel he's to in love it. with L A um, so this. Yeah. There's no, no bones about that, but no, I appreciate, I appreciate the, you know, the, 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 points of view and Nick, it's been great having you. It was a good run of podcasts you were on. So this is a good <laughs> swan song. Last for time you. Ever t- <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I last time you trust my judgment. If you're going to go out, you may as well go out like Pacino <laughs> <bank>. firing away. <laughs> I just, I don't understand what kind of ending
1: you want, Nick. I, I there's only, this, this only ends one way and it's, It's almost like I I think Eric said it it is is almost, you know, kind of like a Greek tragedy and in in some Mm -hmm. respects it's this it couldn't have ended with 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 Vincent, you know, letting him live or shooting him in the leg. And like he makes it clear if it's between when they're in the coffee shop, if it's between you making some poor bastard, you know, wife, a widow. Now, granted, it's him and there's no one else in that scene, but. They they both have their guns drawn, and they're both. One is going to kill the other. They've made that very clear. Like he's not going back to prison, and Mm -hmm. Pacino is not looking to get killed. So someone had to die, and 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 it's almost if you think about it on a spiritual level, whoever whoever did the killing, like he he kills Macaulay, he's he's killing part of himself. Mm -hmm. You know that Mm -hmm. there is something to that. And you could keep shaking your head, but no one can see it. Nick, and-
3: <laughs> I think I'm see it I'm 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 on YouTube. On YouTube. I, 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 Sean, was, Sean right. what do you got? Yeah. Nick, would you have liked it better, like the end of Point Break, where Keanu Reeves lets Bodhi go, instead of taking him in, he lets him go and do the last, you know, the, the oddly surf enough, Keanu
0: Reeves. Keanu Reeves was up for the Val Kilmer role originally. It was. And, yeah. Oddly
3: enough.
4: I, I think what I, Nick I, was I looking for... I can't rewrite it. I mean, as an audience member, I could just say how it well, affected me, and it I just mean, it didn't the, work for me. I mean, that's... Here's,
0: a, here's the thing. There was an early draft where Pacino and De Niro drive off in a red 50s automobile, and it goes into the sky, and everyone <laughs> says, we go together, and then they kind of drive off into <laughs> the clouds. that
2: kind of film. Though, it <laughs> was...
0: Well, that was one of the original drafts, and I said, this sounds... This is a little too derivative. We can't kind of can't go there with that. It had, it had too much uh, of a need, and Louise feel to it. Well, it, we, we need know, something a little is, more... We're talking
2: about Macaulay and and Hannah, but everyone in this film is affected. Mm. They're broken. Uh, everyone, yeah. nobody walks away. Even Edie is broken movie. at the
1: end of this. The only one that Absolutely. lives is Kilmer.
0: Ev- though. I mean, Kilmer is the only one that actually lives. Well, yeah, but the, his, it's his marriage is on yeah. yeah. you know, it's it's that. Right it's, it's done. It's done.
1: There's She's no the there's no late. winner in this movie. So, nope. so
0: exactly, if,
2: if if you're either dead, if, you, if somebody <laughs> dies, or or your relationship's broken,
1: I mean, you have yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Tone Loc didn't is, even get know. what he wanted. He wanted his competition rid of Tone Loc, <laughs> still suffering.
2: But I, you're going to do what I got to right. get done. That's what makes this a classic neo neo noir. It's it is there's this yeah no.
4: No there's happy wreckage, ending there's here. There's wreckage no, everywhere. Yeah, there's wreckage As everywhere. those as yeah. those B movie neo noir type things. I, it's not great. a Roger Corman movie, all right. So easy. Roger <laughs> Corman Red is Z Z. not okay, let me let me... It's not B-movies. <laughs> let me ask
2: you this: Were so, yeah. you were you un- uh, underwhelmed by the look of the film, Nick? No, I, I like In the look because
4: any... I, I think that's a very Michael Mann well, feel. Yeah, to because it. when
2: I first saw it, yeah, full disclosure, I wasn't that impressed either. But I think because he overdoes I, it, to me, it felt like two, three steps up above a TV production to me. Mm. Wow. It and didn't I think- look like it. You know, consider the prestige movies that came out at this time. Like the, the, the films that you mentioned, Dean, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction was a year earlier. And even though it's low budget, but the fractured storytelling, that was something new, something exciting. Goodfellas was, you know, it had, had that. The fancy camera work and all that kind of stuff going on. Here's a movie that is just pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah, it brings it back to you basics. Don't, you, you don't have a lot visually going on. It's just very, very. It's a character study, and yeah. it's just a long. It's paced. Yeah. But that's the brilliance of it. Is, is, are, is the characters. There are the one or two parts the of
1: this film, and there's the, when he's when they cut to Macaulay driving, and this uh, 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 head-on shot of the car has a very eighties feel to it. Um, and it's very it's Michael, Miami Vice. It's yes, Michael Mann. Like it has. That has it's been Miami Vice. It's right Manhunter.
2: Right? It's yeah. it's Thief. His first film. Yeah, with James I, mean, Con, I, mean, I feel you, like Macaulay but,
4: is like an extension of the James. But that's Carter like Fincher character. has.
1: You know, you could tell a Fincher yeah. movie. Like did certain act. You know, certain that's directors have a thing. A feel.
4: That's why but, the look didn't bother me as much as it did in like an insider or some of his later movies. Uh-huh. It's a little over Can, can I kind of can I
1: start with a nitpick to give Nick a bone?
4: I'm so, thinking. But, see, but, you guys are throwing a lot of bones my way. I might be right. Because, might be right. It was just,
1: no, no. It's not a perfect film. No we're, one's we're it's job. perfect. We're doing your job. For you. But it's, it's overrated. not overrated. No, no one said it's overrated except for you.
4: I said. Th- I said.
1: There, the, when when <laughs> when he's running like towards the end, when he he sees him and he, uh, he who sees who when, when, he when, sees Hannah, who? Sees, when Hannah sees when <laughs> and uh-huh. and they make eye contact and it's that thirty seconds before they run into the field. Uh-huh. so Macaulay runs and Hannah runs he runs past the ambulance and he gets to the cop and he's like give me that shotgun and the cop just hands it to him yeah the cop has yeah. never met him before
0: don't you know how do you know don't you know who I am i Vincent that's, Hannah that's you I'm didn't saying, say no. that
1: <laughs> it's like, a I'm like maybe it's kind of like Wayne Grow. like maybe the, is, is there applications like here oh, did he
2: have his out but Pacino I'm, had his badge out, now. I'm sure. Oh,
1: that's Hannah great. i could no, get a badge too, Eric. <laughs> you I'm, give me a I'm shot sure
2: Is sure sure. you know, you don't, you don't.
0: I'm just saying uh, that if, maybe.
2: If a, a planes clothes detective walks up to you and says, give me your gun, you're going to give him your gun.
0: I, I'm sure in LAPD, that's a, that's, Vincent that's, Hanna you know. is no, I'm sure everybody knows Vincent Hanna in LAPD. I am sure of it. I'm so. just, I, it's,
1: I was just trying to help Nick right. a little bit. Let, let's, let's, wind, let's, wind <laughs> let's wind this down.
0: Let's wind this down. I think Nick Nick has made some valid points. He no. absolutely has made some valid points. And, and like I said, it's great, It's a great way to end his podcast run with <laughs> us, and we'll find another person that likes the films that we like. You know. At the end so of this, are so no, we going to so- do uh, a <laughs> memoriam to Nick? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to make a montage of all the episodes <laughs> he was on and all, all the times he was right. <laughs> well, no, no, we'll go with it. But no, I, you know what? We, we we're running late, so we'll skip the whole. We, usually, we do favorite scenes at the end. We'll just kind of wrap it up. J- just the, the enduring uh, legacy of Heat is so much so that Michael Mann just wrote a he wrote a novel Heat two. He wrote a sequel uh, or a prequel. Yep. It's or a, prequel. a prequel. it's actually a prequel? Sequel. I it's, think it's yeah. a little bit of both. I think. Um, and he and the uh excitement was so much for the novel that now they're looking at making this into a film, uh, Heat two um al pacino has said the only person that should play vincent hannah as a young person is timothy chalamet
4: i've read that somewhere yeah yeah mm. if you know
0: him he's in dune and uh, yeah, he's a yeah. Becoming actor. Oh, Wow, uh, he's like yeah he goes it's got to be timothy chalamet that plays that plays this character so uh there's a little ringing endorsement there so we've got so heat is not you know the, the movie's what twenty twenty seven 27 years old i wonder though um,
2: will it be a film or will it be you think a series you think something i think like it's
0: Okay, Yeah, you know, okay. I would rather see it as a film. I, I think you should just do yeah. the do do it. Do it. He hasn't made, believe it or not, he hasn't made a ton of films, Michael. Mann. But that's um, you know, you
2: don't see a movie like this anymore, though. Yeah, like a three-hour crime drama. It's like yeah. it, unless, it's, no. unless there's, there's there's a superhero in it.
0: Yeah, net, Netflix <laughs> will probably pick it. I'm you sure know. Netflix will pick this up and say, okay, we'll make it. So yeah, the nature, like yeah. like you're saying, the nature of film and distribution is different nowadays. So yeah. and maybe that's what harkens this movie back too. Is it, you know, this was when those. Those movies were in the theater and they were that's what a, yeah. epic and in, in maybe not in scale but in scope they were see, really I didn't epic see it in the films you know oh, I you only saw it on
2: um, no I, oh, the wow. first time I saw it was on VHS
1: and, I, I know,
0: I rented you, it. Double VHS. That, that's I rented it think I went it wasn't Christmas you
1: know, day after like in the
0: evening I think I I, I double double, double VHS from Warner Brothers Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 1995 right 1995 on sale That's right um, so yeah you know what like it or or don't like it or I I think heat is a uh, I think it's one for the ages. You know, I, I think it's it, it, it. I always say it, and we've talked about what we thought, you know, what we thought was a, a, another golden age of film in the '90s. And this is one of those high watermarks. Where you see the the graduating class. It was with seven, mm-hmm. uh, usual suspects. So you had this type of movie making that was going on that you don't see anymore. You know, and yeah. that's why that this the, the '90s were really a special time of that those the the second class or third class of directors coming into their own, like you know Brian Singer will kind of. Hasn't aged well, but David Fincher, uh, Michael Mann, all these auteurs really started kind of coming up in, in the wake of the Spielbergs, the De Palmas, and the, you know, yeah. uh, the Lucases and the Coppolas. Um, the second wave kind of came through, and you saw them really be prolific. Terry Gilliam, you know, 12 Monkeys as well. Um, you saw them be really prolific in the 90s, and I think Heat is, is a fine addition to that canon of films. So, uh, and I think we all agree that it's the final, one of the final best films for both of these gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of the over-the-top acting, he would only go further with the recruit and some other stuff like that. that yeah, he, did, he, he uh, pulled it back
1: know. a little bit for Insomnia, but then yeah. he, he went.
0: Yeah, off it. it was really great in Insomnia. Yeah. We should do. It was that really
2: right good way. in Sea of Love. That was, I think, that that's
1: was an underrated. Yeah, but that was before.
0: Was it? Yeah, that was, was before. before? Okay. Yeah, that was like the eighties. Yeah. yeah, or late yeah. early nineties. 90- yeah, yeah, it was late eighties. Yeah, I really like. Didn't that
1: they stuff. get married like years later, him and Ellen Barkin?
0: Oh, Pacino and De Niro.
1: Yeah, Pacino and De Niro got married. No, wasn't Ellen Barkin in Sea of Love?
0: Yeah, she
4: yeah. was. Yeah, yep. then
1: they get married at some point. Those two. No, he married.
0: No. Beverly D'Angelo.
4: yeah, Beverly
1: D'Angelo. That's who he married.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be and honest. Ed, Pacino was the best part of Haseguchi, which was a bad movie. But okay. he, his act. It was a he, bad movie. But his act. He was, <laughs> he was. He was probably. I thought his performance was 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 pretty good in that. Well,
2: they were both The Just Sean was just
4: man. totally straight faced. That was a bad movie. <laughs> <He> yeah, was.
2: <laughs> Pacino was. I thought he was fantastic. Sean, in Should I even try
1: to watch it or no? No.
3: Haseguchi.
2: Gucci, Irishman,
3: so. I thought was good. Yeah.
4: Irishman. And that's
2: long. Another long, that's, that's long. a long one, too. Yeah, really I mean, long. so <laughs> Nick, yeah. Kate, Nick hates it. Nick well, right,
4: hates so like it. I like long movies. You know. I just don't like bad long movies. I've never seen The Irishman. So.
3: Can we uh, yeah. cut Nick's name?
4: Add, add, oh, add that to The Godfather.
3: We'll add that to The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. You've got some homework to do, man. Top yes. five
0: films I've never seen. We, Godfather one, two, and three. The next time we see each other in
2: person. Dean, if I come to your place, you come to mine. We're watching the Godfather. There's no.
0: Nah, uh, we'll watch you know, the IT crowd again. Prepare After, prepare
1: after re after re-watching it, I always like Godfather two better. But after watching yeah. the yeah. Offer, I actually have a lot more appreciation for the Godfather. More. For the first one, yeah. check Godfather, out the. Oh, I love
0: like Peacock or Epic. Yeah, they're or one just of those they're good.
1: I, I have my I have my problems with Godfather three, but. Yeah. All-
2: well, a lot of people do. Did you see Coda? They're the just new- different. Edit. I saw the yeah, new yeah, edit. Yeah, I, I watched the new I edit. it I, was a beautiful. Like, what, the whole set? It's, both versions are on the. Mm-hmm. Of on what? The Godfather? There? Yeah. But Godfather it, 3. It, it still, so has, it still
1: has first cousins uh, getting together. Yeah. Still
0: has yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Right, well, reasons for me not to watch it. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Thirty Three Twenty Four podcast. Thanks for taking us uh, taking us with you on this podcast journey. We appreciate it. You can find us on social media, Thirty Three Twenty Four podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. Don't forget, check out Sean Grady. We're going to put a link for historical drama. Uh, that's some reenactment uh, work that he does historical from the seventeen hundreds. Uh, Nick, uh, yeah, <laughs> I knew <laughs> you were going to go. No, go see, you yeah, know, Nick does some stuff. <laughs> Find it. If you can find it, go find oh, it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to drop a link for part, Bartopel museum. Nick is doing some work some great work for them. He's got a show that's, uh, that's, that's closing its run, but there's still other great uh, works of, of theater. You can entertainment. You could see there as well. So we'll drop that in the show notes as well. Plus he also does his Block city kick. Which we've put in the show notes. So we're gonna give we're gonna give Nick a double dose. We're gonna give him two links. Thank you.
2: There you go. Just to Nothing show that there's no hard. Just to show Nothing that there's no hard respect.
0: feelings. Nick, no, yes. no. Nick. Nick is Nick is a valued member of the team. Nick is not going anywhere. He's uh, auditioning um, for
1: a Heat uh, Heat Two. I would,
4: I, would take, I, would yeah. I would take it. I would take he's it. He's gonna
0: He's gonna be on the continuity. <laughs> he's gonna be continuity for Heat Two. Um, so thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for for joining us. He was a last yes. minute addition, last but minute. I wanted to get him get him in here Um uh, I hadn't Thanks for um, as, as always, thank you so always. much, Nick dressed for the occasion. Thanks for getting dressed up to roast this. My last you last tra- dress here, for a barbecue because you roasted the movie.
4: <laughs> but you know, if I could just say one last word, it's just, oh, come thank on. You. And I watched it again, reinforced some of my things, but I did see better things that I didn't notice the first time. So I, it's not a you bad You neglected movie. to mention it's any not- of that in the
0: hour, in the past hour I and said, 20 minutes, you neglected said,
4: to mention any of that, Nick. I said some nice things,
0: <laughs> but it's still overrated. <laughs> thank okay. you so much as always nick 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 is not going anywhere fear not he's he's going to be <laughs> returning soon uh christy cuomo as always thank you as well for thank you for, for helping me. us helping us yep. on the defense you know we, we remember defense and, and eric in the, in the in the other chair for the defense as well yep uh as always so thank you everybody for checking us out we will see you real soon and until next time please be kind and rewind You've been listening to the 3324 Podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Kuber. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider, so please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and
2: Facebook at 3324 Podcast and on Twitter at 3324P to join the conversation.